Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. This Week in Lotus, episode 21 for Friday, 8th October 2010. Lotus Live 1.3 goes live. Welcome to episode 21 of This Week in Lotus. As usual, we recorded the podcast on Friday. Um, Darren Duke and I got together with some um, experts from the Lotus community and discussed some great topics, including the announcements that were made last week around Lotus Live. Um, We're really sorry for delaying getting this out the door. Um, It's fair to say we had some issues with the recording. Uh, Skype and the recording software managed to get its knickers in somewhat of a twist and um, made my voice sound very much like an English version of Barry White and also delay it such that it overwrote Um, a number of other conversations that took place so we've had to do some fairly aggressive editing of the episode and hence it's taken a little while to get out the door Um, there's also some artifacts of of that delay in the recording I hope it's not too bad to listen to it's probably not our finest hour in terms of our podcasting abilities however without further ado let's get on to the conversation that was had that day we were joined by Martha Hoyt who's senior product manager for Lotus Live she's um, now looking after some other aspects of Lotus Live beyond the standard products, which is the sort of ISV side of getting app developers to uh, build add-ons for the environment. We were also joined by Richard Bai, who is the business unit executive for Lotus Live Portfolio in Northern Europe. Um, he has a, an excellent um, idea of the sort of sales strategy of Lotus Live and obviously speaks to an awful lot of uh, customers and partners about the Lotus Live portfolio. Finally, we were joined by one of the principal partners for Lotus Live, Eric who's from the Netherlands and is founder of Real Connections, a partner that specialises in selling and implementing cloud-based solutions. We had a super conversation about Lotus Live, some of the announcements and some of the other news articles from around the Lotus community last week. Um, so without further ado, we'll, we'll move on to the recording. Hope you enjoy it and we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. Let's kick off by uh, talking about the announcements of this week. On Tuesday, Lotus Live 1.3 was formally announced by IBM. I think it was implemented actually a little bit earlier over the weekend. So Martha, perhaps you could start us off with an overview of what's new in 1.3. Several things are, are new in the Lotus Live Engage and Connections capabilities, which I'll, I can definitely talk to you. I'll, I'll just kind of do a quick overview. Um, you know, we, we always uh, focus on, on bringing out really exciting capabilities um, and this release is no different. We have added communities into this mix too. And, and as I mentioned, I'll go, I'll go ahead and, um, and, and talk about some of the details of those services. But um, we also unveiled the Lotus Live Notes, which is uh, the, the messaging capabilities of Lotus Notes now available in a multi-tenanted fashion and rich, uh, rich client and online experience. And it starts at a very low price point. So that's a very important part of this uh, release as well. Um, in addition to we had, um, we announced a couple of new partners 
that we uh, are releasing with this uh, model alive capabilities, which are from a partner named Brixis in uh, based out of Belgium, and then uh, Tungle, which is a, a Canadian uh, calendaring and scheduling company. So, uh, so those are the the fundamental parts of the of the release of the press release and information about those. So. Um, I don't know if you want me to go into detail, great detail here, but I'll 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 hand it back to you, Stuart. And Thanks. I mean, it, it certainly seems to have garnered quite a lot of press attention. Um, there's, there's been numerous articles on on the major sort of tech websites covering it. And what, what's the reaction been in terms of the um, the announcements? Has there been a lot of buzz around adding yes, social absolutely. features to um, Live, for example? We've had um, several hundred different uh, hits in the different media out uh, outlets. Um, and uh, I think a couple of the usual trade trade rags will be um, writing up some more information about it. So yeah, it's it's an important and um, very popular feature that's coming out, especially because um, this but some of the particular social capabilities help us bring forward our our um, combination or hybrid strategy that allows us to uh, companies to use both our on-premise capabilities and the in-cloud capabilities. So as um, enterprises and mid-markets start to think about cloud, you know, they're not they're not just pushed into the cloud without any, you know, without a, a, a very um, a stringent change in their environment. They can sort of, you know, consume the cloud as they need to. And, and one, of, one of my Excellent. pet peeves of late on Lotus Live was that, that it used to be for Lotus Live notes the minimum count was 25 before you could get started and, and, I, and I believe that's been substantially lowered now and that's good to see from an IBM perspective because my worry was always be that if you wait till someone's 25 big in the cloud then you may have already missed uh, the, the the wave so to speak so the client you know you may have lost the battle before the war began kind of idea so I'm very excited that, that the minimum number has been reduced again. Yeah, that's right, Darren. I mean, what we we want to we want to have this open to everybody, um, and just since the the release and that change, we've seen we've already seen a new uh, a number of um, uh, of very small organisations come to us with you know less than ten seats requirement, even less than five seats requirement in in a couple of cases that I can think of. So you're right. It's um, you know we've we've opened up the floodgates to an extent, and um, and it's very easy to jump on board now. And just just to clarify, it's it's one now, right? Because I was I was on a, a blogger call, but I was kind of doing something else when Ed answered the question. But I think he said one. Is that correct? Yes, I believe there is no minimum number. Well, I guess one would be the minimum number. <laughs> <laughs> and and Eric, uh, you know, you, you've been um, you know engaging with customers and putting in cloud solutions, including Lotus Live. What's what's your kind of average? You know, size of deal you're doing with customers is it in that kind of low numbers or are they large organizations we have the discussion with large uh, uh, customers um, but that is um, for lots live notes it's not for lots live engage um, lots live engage customer starts uh, small um, most of the time small projects uh, five ten people um, a lot of them also are guest users they start as guest users um, especially for the external people um, um, so so yeah that, it starts slow but um, People stay on the on the platform and they uh, continue working with guest users, and then the guest users become uh, paid users. So it's, uh, the oil spoil, as you call it, I think, is working. Excellent. So 
Martha, if we kind of get backtrack a little bit. So Lotus Live is a suite of different offerings. Um, the first of which it was launched was Engage, wasn't it? So can you sort of give us a quick summary of what was in Engage before this weekend and then sure, what sure. you've added to it um, with this announcement? Lotus Live is a set of integrated collaboration services where um, you can use our, our services of file sharing, instant messaging, um, projects or project management, um, and uh, other other sort of second tier services, uh, forms and charts creation, uh, survey creation, and it really allows you to uh, do everything you need to do for you know the collaboration aspects of your workday. Um, of course, there's also the most important feature, which is the uh, online meetings, which allows you to have a meeting in the cloud. And then the the power of the the power of the suite is the fact that um, you can work with any um, business, any person in the cloud, you can invite to share, you can invite to an online meeting and all that. So, so those services, um, are retained and enhanced. You know, we, we do our, we do our share of defect fixing and things like that. And, and with the cloud, um, and SAS, uh, the SAS architecture, of course, when we do all those fixes, everybody gets them at the same time. And it's a very powerful, um, paradigm. For this release, um, we've we've you know do, did a lot of cleanup um, around the UI um, to make it all um, look and feel like a, a very solid platform. We've also um, added the most important um, ser new service that we've added in a while called Communities. And what Communities allows you to do is to um, to take a set of um, people to take to set up a discussion forum to set up activities where this community can interact um, as a single unit. Um, you may also share files with that um, organization. You could add guests to it who aren't necessarily already Lotus Live users. Um, you know, we've been working on this uh, capability for a while. It started as groups, which is a very simple, um, uh, a simple starting point. And then with the fact that um, our, our premium social enterprise platform um, uh, Lotus Connections had this awesome communities feature. We, we took this feature, you know, as is on the communities on Lotus Connections and mo moved it to the cloud, re-architecting it so that it could be multi-tenant and um, really scale to the, you know, size that we needed to and uh, the software as a service delivery provisioning model. So, um, you know, so we took the best of, of you know, one of the, the premium features of Lotus Connections and, and is now available in this engaged platform. And to Connections, uh, the Connections offering as well. Um, a couple of other things I would mention, um, and, and what's interesting too, sorry to just back up just a second. Um, if you had groups in Lotus Live, um, they were automatically migrated into connection, into community, so that there's nothing that you have to do to leverage this feature what you get when your community when your group turns into a community is you get that this 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 vanilla um, this this vanilla community and then to it you add your nuts and your hot fudge and you make a beautiful Sunday out of it um, that everybody can consume and enjoy so um, that's that's one of the most critical features um, other things we did um, we we added tagging and enhanced tagging around the environment. We um, enhanced our security and uh, the ability to control uh, who can add um, fields and things to our our, our profiles. Um, we we added some other um, uh, features around um, you know changing our names, 
make them more consistent, like, uh, you know, um, my network turns into people, my services turn into apps. You know, there's, there's a lot of um, bits and pieces that you'll notice around the environment um, that, that make it, make, allow it to make more sense to add, to make all the integration seem more seamless. Um, but I think, uh, you know, focusing on the community's aspect is really the best place to, to, to talk about. Excellent. So, so that clearly comes from Lotus Connections and the work that's already been done there, although I imagine there were quite a few changes under the covers to make that sort of suitable for multi-tenant environment. Um, are sub-communities supported in that as they will be in, in Connections 3? Well, as, as, um, as we move, as we took this first step out of the, out of the gate with um, our, Lotus, our Lotus Connections colleagues, what we have become is a, is a downstream consumer of their service. Um, and so when you see uh, as soon as you see the subcommunities available in um, Lotus Connections, you'll see it appearing in Lotus Live as well. Um, we won't probably, there might be circumstances that allow this, but um, in general, you know, you'll see it in Lotus Connections um, and then hopefully at the same time, you'll, we'll update it inside of Lotus Live. So subcommunities um, are coming in, in the future and we, you know, we'll definitely have this um, this turned on in Lotus Live when it's available. Right. And, and Richard, uh, you must liaise with a lot of customers about um, Lotus Live. Uh, what, what sort of use cases do you see for communities? Do you, do you see companies really adopting that kind of social yeah, way of working? Yeah, I think not just in the Lotus Live environment, environment, but across the whole, um, you know, the, uh, both connections on-premise and, and the Lotus Live environment. I mean, there's, there is... Um, for sure, um, the use case of people working as a community to achieve uh, a common goal has been there for for a long, very long period of time. I think um, all we're seeing now is the advent of tools to be able to support it. So, so yeah, we're 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 certainly seeing the need for communities in in these environments. And, and Eric, how, how do you see communities works? You know, in comparison to say Google um, Apps or or you know Microsoft's BPOS environment, is it something that Lotus Live kind yeah, of has jumped ahead of the opposition? I definitely on? think that is the case. Um, Microsoft and Google work a little bit in the old-fashioned way, um, meaning um, I've got a document and I share a document with you, or I've got it, it is something in a in a hierarchy way. The good thing about communities and about tagging is it's the other way around. Um, I've got a document and I want to share it with this community and maybe I want to share it with that community and only be an editor. The community can only be an editor and the other one, the community can be an, an author of the document. Um, that saves a lot of time, especially about, uh, also about tagging. I mean, a lot of people don't use tagging yet, I would say, but tagging saves you a lot of search time. I, I personally only, I start first I start with tagging and I haven't found a document, then I'm going to use the search bar. And, and Google and Microsoft, they don't have tagging. They don't have tagging for files. Uh, they, have, they may be tagging in your email system, but I don't need, I don't want to email anything. I just want to share documents. So, so Eric, con continuing that vein, that, that what customers are looking for, does, does there seem to be a differentiation of, of your customers looking at Lotus Live iNotes? As opposed to Lotus Live Notes, does there seem to be some kind of crossover? Maybe, you know, if, if it's a one-person shop or a five-person shop, does there seem to be any differentiation between the two? I think the, the one-person, the five-person job, they, they want just email. They don't, they don't, they don't have uh, a current um, exchange or note system. And if they want email, they go to Lotus Live iNotes. Um, if they've already gotten, or gotten a, an exchange or a, a notes environment, then they go to Lotus Live Notes, in my opinion. So it's a different user. If the user hasn't got an email, then we'll bring him to Lotus Live iNotes. That's fine. It's good enough for them. 
and I know Stuart's pet peeve is IMAP, right, Stuart? <laughs> yeah, it's certainly something that I see a lot of customers needing. Uh, it's supported on Lotus Live iNotes, which is great, but on Lotus Live Notes, the sort of domino in the cloud release, it's not currently supported, which, which is a big problem for universities, I find, because they have a lot of users that just you know use Mail.app on their Mac or Outlook on their Windows box or Thunderbird or whatever to access the uh, that's mail, true, and but that's then, not currently supported. Um, uh, the question would be whether a student a university student would require the full functionality of Notes Domino um, in their day-to-day -day life or whether iNotes is uh, perfectly fine for, for, for you know, what, they, um, what they need. Yeah, and, and I, I guess the question then is what kind of integration is there between you having half your uh, users on Lotus Live Notes and having the other half on Lotus Live iNotes? Is that something that's supported? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, I mean, you, 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 you approach that problem through distributed domain. So um, that is a, a supported technology um, either with the client running the distribution or in some cases us running the distribution. So so yeah, you could you could have your users separated across the different solutions um, and um, and therefore you know when we talk about hybrid and when we talk about um, tiered messaging and, and and so on and so forth that that's fundamental to be able to support that um, that theory okay and and you've obviously taken let's live uh, sorry Lotus connections and brought it into Lotus live engage now um, there's other parts of connections that aren't currently in the cloud suite aren't there like wikis and blogs is that something you see coming in a bit later on it's one of those things that uh, our customers have asked for quite um, quite frequently um, and and we're definitely looking forward to also consuming the blogs and wikis that Lotus Connections has to offer. So we're working on those in our development organization at this time. So we don't have a, a precise time when those would come out, but but those are um, definitely a high priority that we hear of uh, frequently. So we're doing our best to get it out um, in a timely fashion. Um, you know, there's also a lot of companies out there that aren't screaming for blogs and, and, and wikis as much as there are those who have had on-premise or experienced the use of it before and therefore they want to see that within the cloud. There's also a great number of companies out there that haven't done it before or have been too small in order to put in on-premise implementations um, that, you know, see Lotus Live and the functionality which is in there already as being um, easily as much as what they could use in a day. Um, so the, the beauty of, I think, what we're doing here also is allowing people to get used to using these technologies online as we release our various uh, train releases, as we, as we call them, you know, as we roll through that roadmap, because people are getting used to, uh, and they're not having to go straight in and, and see all of the features and functionality that we could possibly possibly doing there they're seeing a really good solid set of very well used technologies um, and we're able to roll more technology into that and more services and functions as we go over time which is really helping to bring that community into the cloud and into the to the web 2.0 space um, when it might be an environment that they've not really played in before and, and i'm gonna actually agree with ibm for once shock horror um yeah i actually agree i, I think blogs and wikis <laughs> are probably the last thing because i think there's still in 99% in, in of organizations, they are still scared of what people will write in blogs. Um, but maybe they're not publicly accessible, but even, even inside of their own company. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one thing is, is the security aspect of that and, and, and they're getting the warm and fuzzies and the security blanket kind of idea. And I think the second thing that Richard said, which is a valid idea, valid point, is do you really want to be overwhelmed when you log into Lotus Live for the first time? And that's kind of one of the problems you have with connections occasionally is there's so many tabs 
um, it's a bit it, it, it's a bit overwhelming, I think, for the first time users. So I I, I think the slow and steady um, wins on this one. And um, I also wanted to add something. I'm sorry, I forgot earlier. Um, for since you mentioned Mac and Macintosh support, um, I that should have been like the thing I started with. But if, if just drinking my coffee. Um, <laughs> that we now have uh, full Mac support in our online meetings, which is a big deal. So uh, you can use your, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know, Eric or Stuart, back in Blue House days, I think you might have been the first people who were like, Martha, why don't we have Mac support? Um, but uh, so yeah. that's a big deal, and that happened with yeah. this train. Yeah, no problem. There's that screen sharing support, so you can yeah. share your Mac desktop with other people in meetings. Martha, Martha big, big, yeah. Yes. It's a big, Sorry, big, Eric, big thank you. I mean, and I've said it before, the most presenters have a Mac machine. Um, uh, when you when you look around, uh, it's, it's one thing, they have a Mac machine. And uh, either you're presenting for an audience in real life, or you do it uh, uh, you do it via web meeting. Most of the time, the, the Mac user is the one who wants to uh, show his screen to the other ones and explain what, what he's doing. Um, so thank you very much for that. Um, it's been a week out now, and I've done 12, meet 12 web meetings uh, with screen sharing already. Um, I'm very, very pleased. The performance, I think it's even much better than is on a Windows environment. Mm. Um, and uh, the customers are very happy. They, uh, they say, okay, it's clear now what you're doing. So I'm very happy with, uh, with, the, Mac yeah. uh, with the Mac sharing. I'm so pleased. That makes my as a product manager to hear people say, "Yay!" Because I know you, you, you folks have been um, the proud and the early adopters. So that makes me feel really good. And and I think that's that's the the the, the iceberg <laughs> piece that's under the sea for these cloud implementations is you suddenly have a lot more clients that by necessity I think you have to support than if you just inside of the firewall inside of the enterprise. You know, there's a lot more one and two man shops running Macs than there are 6,000 seat behemoths. So, uh, you know, it's interesting from an IBM standpoint to see them kind of jumping on the bandwagon and adding that in. I think that's good because the more types of client you support, the bigger the market of a potential market is. I certainly wouldn't disagree with that. I, I think that's a very clear statement and I'm sure they'll, the next people that will be uh, requesting it will be uh, on the Linux side. So, so moving on. Um, IBM seems to be working quite hard to bring ISVs into the low slow environment. And Martha, you mentioned earlier on that's an area you're, you're looking after. So I think there were yes, a couple of announcements in that so, area so, this week as well. Um, yeah, we're very pleased. We've been working with a, with a, a few important uh, partners to bring them in to extend the capabilities of our, of our Lotus Live engaging connections offerings uh, to extend, extend into business processes. So um, this time around, we had the pleasure of working with um, a partner named Brixis, which uh, has uh, Brixis, which is uh, based out of Belgium, and they have a um, a product called Vondel, and um, it's it's a very uh, high end kind of project management uh, capability that's used in construction and architectural firms to really manage these very sophisticated projects. What we've done with Lotus Live is take taken a piece of that. And made it available to the Lotus Live users. Um, it's called the Vondel Live Viewer, and the viewer capability allows you to view um, documents or any kind of file really in 75 different formats. So now, with the integration that they've built into Lotus Live Files, um, you may take any kind of file, you know, whether it's a medical industry file or um, an architectural CAD drawing. You know, there's some of these really high-end things that you want to view and and and. <clears throat> Uh, enlarge and 
annotate. Um, the use case is really around, you know, the viewer can annotate these large documents and then you can share them and collaborate on them. So that's a, that's our Vondel Live viewer integration into Lotus Live files. Um, the second one is um, Tungle. Now Tungle is <clears throat> um, uh, calendar and scheduling in the cloud. Uh, they, they really solve the problem of having um, many people in many different, uh, trying to uh, set up a meeting with many people in different organizations where, you know, you have this, <clears throat> instead of having and sending email around saying, when are you available? Everybody, you know, you can sync your Lotus Notes, your Google apps, your Microsoft calendars, all with, with Tungle. And then you can do all the scheduling you need to do um, in the cloud um, and, and save all those difficult email, uh, email trails and chains. So um, they've built integration into our contacts and also just from our, our apps dropdown so that you could start a meeting right from, uh, start a meeting scheduling right from Lotus Live. So we, we see lots of possibilities <clears throat> in the future with having this integration built in in several other places, but, uh, but right now it's, it definitely extends our, our Lotus Live contacts. So we have two part two partners and two different services, which really speaks to the the flexibility and the the direction that we're going to have more and more partner integrations over time, and that we're really um, selling Lotus Live as a platform, and we're building it to to support just that. And I, I have a question around the Vondel, which is the right. best named product I have ever seen. <laughs> um, the, the question around that is: is is that built straight into Lotus Live? files so if I have the files I automatically have Vondel or is that a, a value-added service? They're both <clears throat> they're both value-added services. A Vondel is is something that you'd purchase with a subscription and then you have it available to you. Now um, the guests accounts now one one of the interesting things about uh, and I think uh, another differentiator for us is that um, if you if you are a subscriber to a Vondel you know, because you have this um, important problem you want to solve with having to handle these sophisticated documents. It's, we're not just talking about, you know, uh, office productivity files or, or Google Docs, right? You're talking about these, these kind of um, very, uh, very complex documents that, that many people have review cycles about. When, when um, there's a, the subscriber purchases the, the subscription to Lotus Live and the subscription to Vondel, um, they can use it, but they could also invite guests who don't have a subscription to Lotus Live or to Vondel, and you get a very little bit, you know, a, a nice fundamental use of the partner's um, subscription as well, uh, the partner's tool. In other words, the guest can can definitely view any document that's already been converted um, and add annotations. They just can't convert documents themselves. So, so we don't at all discriminate, you know, everybody at Lotus Live can use it. Um, there's, they also have trials that are the same kind of trial durations that Lotus Live has. So there's, there's a great and simple way for everybody to try it. But then, as you mentioned, um, Darren, you, you would have a side-by-side, -side, you know, you need a subscription for Vonda Live and you need a subscription for um, Lotus Live. Okay, and Eric, you are, you are a legislative partner. You speak to a lot of customers um, about legislative. I'm sure. How, how do you feel about sort of the, the general changes? Are there any ones that, that you really 
pull out as being key to, to the success of Lotus Live? With, with to, be, to be honest, team? a lot of customers, they, they all start different. They all start different. There's one customer with you, we start, so we just want to share the documents and he start with a Dropbox or he started with Basecamp and then that's not good enough because it doesn't have the, all the capabilities. Or the other one is really starting uh, to in an education market and he wants to, to, to start web meetings and then um, the web meeting software you currently have is not good enough. Or there are a lot of people that work together and they start on on instant messaging. They start to instant message with each, with each other on a daily basis and they, they continue to grow. And, or even some companies, they want to do a social media internal to in their intranet and they're looking at Jammer and that's not good enough. And then we show them communities at the moment. And yeah, that's what, that's what they're aiming. So they all come from a lot of different angles. Um, and then the good thing, once they're in there, so they start sharing files, then they see, oh, so we can chat also with each other. That's also included. Or when they're in uh, web meetings, so oh, I can have store my files online and keep them online for all the and have uh, file management over there. So it's a uh, different angles, different customers, um, and they, they, yeah, they at the end of the day, they see the cloud suite, uh, Spacecamp and and, and and Jammer, all those kind of tools. They're, they're I call them cloud silos. It's just one silo. You don't want a silo. And the good thing about Lotus Life, it's the suite. And now even products like Tungle, which is a cloud silo, but if you integrate it, you get a, a cloud suite suddenly. Um, so I'm very pleased to see that. And I think products like, like ID, uh, ID Jam from, from Bruce, I would like to see him in Lotus Life soon. I mean, it shouldn't be a big, big thing for him, I think. And uh, we can sell it for them. It's a really key strategic point for us in everything that we're doing around Lotus Live is, is focused around the fact that, yes, messaging and collaboration today seems to be the hot topic of um, organizations moving to the cloud. Um, and so moving either all of it or part of it in, in, in the ways that we've already discussed. But when it comes to moving your next key business um, application into the cloud, you want to be able to for that application to sit out there in the cloud but also integrate horizontally with uh, with other uh, applications that you have sitting in the cloud and i think it's one of the real um unique pieces of lotus live right now and you're seeing it expand all of the time with the new partners that we're bringing on board these are partners which we think are, are going to be useful and interesting for our customer base but also examples of the type of apis and and connectivity you can expect to see once we open up that list of apis to um to, to organizations in the future so it's a it's a really important point that when businesses are looking at moving to the cloud today um, they they also keep a very very open uh, open mind and, and, and focus on um, what they want to do with the cloud in five years time um, or in ten years time as they move move other key applications into it because I think that's where Lotus Live really has a very key strategic um, uh, benefit. And, and one of the things I want to kind of swing back on is that the, these value added services aren't just from partners. Uh, you know, my understanding is that the first iteration of, of Lotus Traveler is, is now available as, as a value added on, and that's IBM's own mobile platform, which me and Stuart talked about last week on, on This Week in Lotus. Um, and I think that means you can get iPhone access and Windows Mobile and, and, and Nokia access to, to the phones. And my, my understanding is the next major release of, of Lotus Live uh, may indeed add BlackBerry as a value added service and also. Uh, Android phones via, via Traveler, so yeah, yeah, I want to echo Richard's statements and also Eric's. You know that, that there are things beyond 
nail their things beyond calendar and, and mobile is 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 one of them so that's good stuff to see absolutely and and traveler is uh sorry yeah, Stuart, no. i think i just talked over you then um but traveler is a of course yeah, a key um a key implementation and a key requirement for 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 our customers that the the, the, the mobile um aspect of that so um yeah that's gone um that's available um very um as part of the uh, lotus live note solution as you say it's a it's a it's an add-on but it's available directly from from ibm or will be very shortly um and um i can't comment towards blackberry that would um you know be uh we've not released anything yet on blackberry but clearly um there is a um there is a requirement from our customers to have blackberry supported in the implementation so we would uh we'd be crazy not to be looking at it and uh i would also add though that if you we do have some blackberry support around uh, in a in a beta in a, at a beta level with uh for online meetings so we have blackberry and iphone support um if you go to our our main lotuslive.com website, you can see, uh, you look under mobile and you can see a way to get a BlackBerry client that's in beta state and also an iPhone. You can go to uh, to the iTunes store and search on Lotus Live and you can get a, a Lotus Live meetings client for your iPhone, but it's um, they're not GA quality. We haven't gone through all the, the whole testing, but um, but they're uh, they're definitely useful, and um, I still use the Lotus Live Meeting stuff on my iPhone. So uh, definitely check that out. Excellent. And Ed, Ed Brill had a very good post in terms of the Lotus Live Notes announcement. So we'll link to that in the show notes. Um, one one of the key points he raises is that um, there's now support in this new release um, for a hybrid architecture where you can have just one OU in your um, Domino domain on Lotus Live Notes and still keep the rest of it on site. So, you know, we're talking to a couple of customers who have global instances of, of, um, of Lotus Notes, but, but they really struggle with bandwidth to some remote sites where actually hosting those, those OUs out on the, um, on the cloud will work really well for them. So that, that's clearly a key part. Darren, on your blog this week, you raised, uh, sort of a point about a partner, um, viability if you like with the cloud and and how it might impact the margins that you make as a business versus selling on on-premise to the cloud uh, is that something that um that you, you've had any reassurance with i just wonder whether eric might sort of feed into that in terms of how what, what kind of services he's offering around the cloud that maybe traditional um, yeah i, I want to be careful of using to? this week in lord this is my personal <laughs> blog outlet uh, well, no, I think you raised an important question that a lot of business partners will be asking themselves. We, well, with IBM so so people have to forward. understand that while we may talk about margin, the margin for a partner is really its revenue. And, and so the margin on any deal is the revenue we use to run our companies. And, and my, my, my overarching point of the blog post was that... You know, Lotus Live looks intriguing from a revenue standpoint for a partner, but only if the renewal process is fixed. Now, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm still very, very fuzzy on the renewal process for Lotus Live because it's not been around long enough to ever have a renewal. Um, but, but my point there is, it's, you know, if, if you look at it, if you look at the math that I did on the blog post, the, the math says in real terms, my revenue for a Lotus Live customer is approximately one-third real terms of what my revenue would be for a normal Lotus Notes Express license. And if that's the case, I have to find makeup revenue from that point. 
And uh, there was a couple of posts about people saying, well, you need to change your business model. And I think that's that's a given. That's why I kind of didn't bring it out with a blog post. But my point, my, my, my real point that I have to go back and maybe address is, as, as a business partner that has historically been Lotus only, if suddenly my revenue stream goes down by two-thirds, I've got to fill that two-thirds up somewhere. And it almost strikes me that Google and BPOS may be the other two-thirds. Um, and, and my worry there is, looking at the margins, if you make a sole margin decision and you look at it, you, you've got to go find the margin somewhere else or you've got to go basically find a new business. Um, if you're a services-oriented business, which most Lotus domino quote-unquote businesses are then you know it's it's time to take a long hard look at this business model and and see if it's worth pursuing um but a cut of revenue of of, of one third will put pretty much everybody out of business these days not not just the, the lotus business partners uh, and you know the good news for ibm is you know ibm is not the only people having that problem you know microsoft had to up the, the revenue the margin from like seven percent to eighteen percent just literally four or five weeks ago because the partners can't can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there's there's a there's a much larger conversation to have, and I don't think we can do it just to see it. But you know, we did bring it up so we can chat about it. Yeah, and I think that the the incentive to sell Lotus Live from a we've tried to keep the incentive to sell Lotus Live um, from a partner the same as um, it it the, it would be if they were to sell. Um, you know, uh, a an on-premise um, uh, uh, deal. So it depends on exactly which part number they sell as to how the the bonuses work and so on. But um, there is, of course, the normal ten percent margin of selling it through uh, Passport Advantage or whatever your what, what whatever the the the, uh, the specific slices depending upon the VAD and the and the reseller. Um, and um, you know, there is then. You know other bonuses, SVI, and so on, which would normally be claimed for software, which can also be claimed for Lotus Live. Okay, let, let me add a little bit on Darren because the the, the big point on, on Darren's issue is, of course, is, is the revenue we did as business partners in the past. Um, I know from um, in the math, uh, around fifty percent of the salary of a sales guy was paid out of out of margin on the software that uh, we made, um, and either it's Microsoft or or other software. It didn't, that was the the old model. Um, now that the price has gone down, so the price was, for instance, uh, it was nine dollar in my knowledge, and it went down now to five dollar. Um, there's less, there's less money at the end of the day because we do, we st- still do the same sell cycle. We still put the same number of hours in the sell cycle as we did in the past, and we need to change that model. We need to spend less uh, selling uh, hours in there, or we need to add to me more um, services, different services than we did in the past. In the past, we did uh, uh, administration development service in there, and now we need to maybe do training services in there. So we add other products on top of that, and we become a, a, a little bit of a, a volume business. Yeah. The good no, thing, think, however, I think, I think is uh, the good thing I think is, however, um, the use the, the relationship with the customer stays for a longer period. In the past, when we did a project, we did a large project, large, large project, and then the project was finished, and then we did a little bit of services behind it. Now we have a continuous relationship with the customer, where we have to bring him maybe um, Tungle tomorrow because Tungle is now integrated. So we have to learn him how to work with Tungle integrated with Lotus Live. We we sell him Fondle because it brings him new new uh, uh, new ways of working, and that's a different way for us as business partners that you really have to. Uh, 
get different people on board, maybe more trainers on board than, than admin people, more help desk people on board than developers maybe on board. Um, or even reshuffle your business, become a new Tungle as a development organization, develop an application for Lotus Live and sell it to the whole world because it's, it's become easy for you. It's a different way. So I, I agree on the third point. Excellent points. Yeah, and I think that I think that that uh, everything you've just said there makes a great deal of sense. I also think it's worth considering that um, you know we are. Um, some argue that we're still in the early adopter phase with cloud. Some argue that we're just out of the early adopter phase. But the the sales cycles that we've seen um, uh, and the length of sale that we've that we've seen and we've all experienced in these early days is naturally. Uh, much longer than what we expect a sales cycle to be in, uh, you know, once it becomes uh, a much more uh, adopted um, uh, technology and, and use of technology. So I think it will, it will, you know, um, uh, it will get easier to, to, to do these deals and the sales time will be shortened and, and that will deal with some of what, some of the issues that you just mentioned. Um, but you're but you're absolutely right in that it, it opens up a much more of a services um, opportunity for you, um, and um, uh, rather than a, a one a one hit a one hit type deal which it may have been historically, and also the renewal um, the fact that every year it's a it's a new uh, a new renewal you're you also are then benefiting from ongoing monthly recurring revenues rather than. Um, just one lump of revenue at the beginning of um, at the beginning of a term. So it is a change of the model, but we anticipate um, it being uh, much better for for the partner channel over time. It's just a case of how long that time is. And I don't disagree with you, Richard. My, my point is the renewals process needs to be fixed if all of these Lotus Life partners aren't going to suddenly plummet and hit the dust on month thirteen of whatever deal happens. And when you say it needs to be fixed, are you talking about it needs to be an automatic renewal? Or are um, you meaning, because uh, at the moment it's not, of course, you would you would go out and, and perform that renewal with the customer at the end of their term. There is no automatic renewal with Lotus Live currently. Well, well there's, um, there's, a, there's a few things wrong with the renewal process, which, again, I want to be careful mixing my blog with Twill. Uh, my, my worry today with Lotus Live is I can absolutely get a customer to use, like, and purchase Lotus Live. What I have zero confidence in is that I can sell that in any meaningful time frame because it's a, a general user on a, on a cloud wants to pay by credit card, and that is difficult today. It's not impossible, but it's difficult. But what is impossible is to link that credit card back to my company being participatory in the, in the sales process, a bit uh, like okay, SVI. Okay, got you. Yeah, 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 got you. Okay. <laughs> And, and, and so um, that's that's the first point. And then the second point is the re, the renewals process on the back end, even in Domino Connections Quicker, any any IBM renewals process today is is significantly flawed insofar as pretty much the partner, unless you are a, a tier one partner like the likes of Mainline, et cetera, et cetera, we just get cut out of the renewal period. So, you know, I, I am very reticent to put all of my eggs in one basket and trust that IBM are going to do the right thing on month 13. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and all I can, the only assurance I can give you around that is that we do have people working on that e-commerce process so that partners are um, identified and, um, and, and labeled as, as the partner that brought the business in. It's not there yet. We've been through, we've just been through phase one of the e-commerce um, rollout, which 
um, you'll see through the buy link at the bottom of lotuslive.com. Um, but it's not it's not prominent uh, necessarily, but it's but it's there. Um, but um, but you know the next phases of that e-commerce will um, will include um, a way for business partners to feel partners to feel they can throw people to lotuslive.com and and be selected as their as the uh, e-commerce partner um, and um, uh, you know and and, and go for uh, and 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 then you know you'd go forward from there when it comes to renewals and so on and so forth. So so it is it is being com. Uh, uh, considered and, and looked at at the moment, and your your point is of course valid that uh, we need to we need to make sure you guys remain protected and encouraged and and motivated to sell Lotus Live rather than exposed and um, and at risk. Excellent points made on both sides there. If you're interested in joining in that conversation, obviously head over to Darren's blog and uh, enter into the comments there. There's definitely an interesting debate to be had uh, regarding partners' involvement in Lotus Live. Uh, Moving on, Martha, um, I'm also interested in discussing today uh, Lotus Live Labs, which is obviously your pre-production environment for testing out new technologies and new things you might add to Lotus Live in the future. Um, Something I'm I'm particularly focused on uh, using Google Docs as I do uh, as part of my job is Concord, which is collaborative editing um sort of technology can you update us on where we are with that yeah lotus live labs is a great environment um where we're, we're working to get more and more sort of early capabilities from our product teams and from our research colleagues ibm research colleagues out and in front of people to use um, as quickly as possible and then get some feedback and uh and then decide you know from that does it really belong in the product um, the the stages that uh, Concord is going through are, um, you know, we're we're grappling with the the totally transparent environment of the that the that the cloud can be. You know, inside uh, Lotus Live Labs right now, you can see that Concord is coming, um, but uh, but the next step would be to have an open beta. Um, and we, I believe that the the target for that is the Lotusphere 2011 timeframe, so that everybody can try it and use it. Um, it, it, it it's Lotus. Uh, the Concord capabilities are our our first foray um, and exciting area to have online editing and and saving right back to the files service. So it's um it's a critical feature that we need uh, in the product. I, I don't think there's much conversation that this this capability is not um, is not available uh, and and we need to, we should put it in. So there's not much conversation against that. But um but Concord, you know, we're we're going through the going through the important exercise of gathering feedback. Um, so so really the next stage for Concord before we get it into the product is to have a, a more of an open public beta um, and then you know we hope in 2011 with the feedback that we've gotten from that we'll have it put into the files structure and the file service in a way that that it works best and is performant you know it it's very very important um for for people who are listening to this podcast to understand the the <clears throat> the structure that ibm goes through with uh, features is is very um, regimented so that when it gets there, it is performant, it is secure, it is, you know, cross, um, cross languages. It is, um, it, it is, it takes, um, some effort to do this the right way. And we take great, um, make great effort to make that happen. And so when it's ready and in production and GA quality, it is indeed that. So, 
So we're, that's going to happen with uh, Concord, and um, we're taking our time to do that. And, and Stuart and I would be very happy beta testers uh, because, as you guys see on the back scenes of, of This Week in Lotus, we, we, we have some issues with document <laughs> sharing and live editing. So please, please, as soon as it's beta capable, let me and Stuart have at it. Yeah, I think there'll be something like a press release to the globe, you know, essentially when that's uh, – <laughs> People are really looking forward to it. So it's an exciting thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Martha, I think we have a, a fairly hard stop with you need to, to leave at this stage. So I really thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thanks. Really uh, my pleasure, Stuart. And uh, thanks very much. And, and nice to talk to everybody. Talk to you again soon. Take care, Martha. So, so moving on um, through the rest of the news for this week, um, there was an, a, a really interesting blog post by David Hablewitz, I think is, is how you probably pronounce his surname. I hope I've got that right, David. Um, talking about while it's good that Lotus Live, uh, sorry, Lotus Notes designer is free, what's the point if people most likely um, to use it can't? I, th I think you saw this one, didn't you, Darren? Um, do you know what uh, yes, his point so in, that, is, in that blog uh, post David, mostly was? David, a.k.a. the Notes guy in Seattle. Um, uh, yeah, everyone ah, knows by their mnemonics, right? Not by their real names. <laughs> We've been trying to get this for, for about a month, and we just haven't. Um, but the long and the short of it was, in his post, he really hit a home run with the fact that one of the ideas behind giving Domino Designer uh, for free was, was maybe to attract new development resources and maybe college students to start playing around with it. But the premise of a post is, well, giving Domino Designer away for free today pretty much excludes that entire set of users or potential users from even using Domino Designer because the prevalence of Macs in higher education establishments means that at least one third, and I'd be surprised if it's not a lot higher than that, at least one third of students working on computer degrees have Macs. So by that very essence, they cannot use Domino Designer. So they will never be, quote unquote, the, the new blood. And, and I think this is not just amazing for the stats, but also amazing for the stats that I think he said it was either Redmond or Seattle where he kind of did this straw poll. Um, which is right bang in the middle of Microsoft yeah. world. Um, so it's it's intriguing to see that even from that standpoint, they couldn't use Visual Studio either. Yeah, so he's at Bellevue College saying at least a third of the students working on a degree in web development own Macs. Um, you know, if, if they're going to use um, software that's typically public domain uh, or open source, I guess he means by that. And 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 as you say, if he's if they're in Seattle, I'm surprised they're not from the Microsoft side, but. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to know where IBM goes with this. Clearly, there is a demand for Notes Designer and, and to be fair, the administrator client as well on the Mac. And I think they've they've talked about doing the designer on the Mac, but as far as I'm aware, there are no dates in the diary um, yet for when yeah, that's I mean, going to be available. Yeah, I mean, it's not on the roadmap. It's something they occasionally talk about. But I think if ever someone needed some ammunition to say, why should we move investment? And, and at the end of the day, expanding domino be what it is if you move money somewhere you've got to take money from somewhere else but i think this is without a doubt the, the big gong next to someone's ears saying hey if you really want designer to be used by some of these students then you know you may want to put some investment behind it and i think that's why this post maybe struck home for me because it puts some oomph behind the yeah this is why you know for years we've had you know, some of the luminaries like Matt White and, and, and Bruce Elgort uh, and David Leedy all, all, all use Macs, but have to have 
a Windows virtual machine to do, do development. So we've always had it inside of the of, of a bubble where we've been shouting this. But I think David, rather eloquently so, made it the argument that if we need to get outside the bubble, this maybe is a step in that direction. And and as I've already intimated, I work with quite a lot of universities with students, and uh, the connectors are, are an equal issue there. You know, we'd love to get more use of quicker, and even of um, you know Lotus Live. There's a files connector that isn't available currently for the Mac. So um, yeah, it's, it's clearly an across the board issue that more and more environments are heterogeneous. It's not such a Microsoft world as it was maybe five years ago or even three years ago, and therefore there needs to be more cross-platform availability of these tools to get people into using. The Lotus software, because particularly on the quicker side, it's the connectors that really make it. The product yeah, I, I, I agree. Of, of and and the, the thing that worries me about the quicker connectors is it's uh, quicker eight has been out what three three and a half years now. I would guess is that about right? Yeah, and we still yeah. haven't seen anything except the the Windows connectors. And and my worry there is as these release cycles of, of these new platforms and it's not necessarily a new platform but it is new for the enterprise is uh, ibm run the risk of of being told we cannot use you because you don't support mac which is ironic because they must have spent a boatload of money to go to mac world and have a big booth <laughs> indeed you raise an important point i mean eric on your side working with the cloud you know what what kind of percentage of of users do you come across that that are on macs or linux that uh, need some especially uh, the, the one who we move the first to the cloud are the mac users <laughs> they they are the first one who wants to try something new we want to work in a different way and they because of that they've bought the mac uh, because they want to work in an easier way uh, in a different way and they even uh, um, they pay more money for their Mac, but they save time on a daily basis because it works easier. And for them, they're the first one who want to try something new. So they want the Mac screen sharing. They want they want their files on the iPad, which connect to the to the Lotus Live. They want that they they're, they're the one who do that that work. So I'm 100% in favor of connectors on on the Mac, on the Apple, on the iPhone. Um, and maybe not if if IBM is not going to build that, then then the business partners are around. Um, they should build it, and they. They should put it in their app store or uh, let us make a channel where we can sell their products. So it's maybe not only IBM. Maybe there are developers around who are good plugin developers. I know some guy in Denmark was a very good one. And uh, let him build it and let us sell it. Very fair point. Okay, and and rushing through the the remainder of the um of the news items for this week, Lotusphere Abstracts opened. Uh, I think it was on Thursday. They officially made it onto the uh, Lotusphere.com site. Uh, fortunately, the deadline's been extended from today until next Friday, the fifteenth of October. Uh, there's a number of new tracks that have been announced, so it's well worth checking that out if you're thinking of uh, submitting an abstract. Darren, have you um, submitted any so no far? Comment. <laughs> okay okay um and eric do you do you, um is that something you'd be interested in doing yeah i was i was planning but um i thank god then that we have a one week extra to put it uh... yeah very very important i think it's uh, it's it's good news it's been extended for sure um and also uh just moving on there's a conference this week uh lola which was in boston it's been quite a lot of discussion on on the uh on the blogs and tweets i, th I think it's under nda um so there's not too much news in terms of content coming out of that but certainly the feedback has been that the uh the customers and the partners that saw those um those sessions were very impressed by the roadmap and some of the things that have been discussed there so um 
um, you know, it, it's it's great that IBM is sharing that roadmap, getting feedback on it, getting um, you know, getting the partners to feed into to where it goes next with these products. I think that's really important. They do that. Um, also, Mary Beth Raven, who we had on the podcast back when we were at um, Netherlands Luck, um, has posted a quite a lot of new posts this week on the Notes Design blog, um, covering some of the new enhancements. Uh, yeah, uh, too. Have, you, she, have you seen that? She down? initially added a request and said, "Hey, do you guys want to see these tips as just a big long list of tips, or do you want to do want to post one by one?" And I think, <clears throat> I think I chimed in on Twitter and said one by one, and she's been slowly building out the one-by-one tips of stuff that's new in, in 8.5.2. And for anyone that doesn't know, there's actually some nice client-side stuff added in 8.5.2 um, around managed replicas, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there's, all, there's also uh, the ability now to overlay quicker calendars and that kind of stuff. So, you know, be sure to go and see Mary Beth's blog, uh, notesdesignblog.com, right? Is that what it is? Um, and, and it's it's really useful because right, yep. even even I'm and I was a reviewer, I was on a design partner program, I've been running eight five two for probably a year and I'm still like, really? That's in there? <laughs> Me too. Offline access to team room calendars, which <laughs> I, I had no idea was an 852, even even as a team room user. So it's fantastic. She's bringing those out and, and sharing them with users. I think that's great. And okay, well, I think we're, we're pretty much done for the news this week. Uh, next week, I think we'll probably have a quieter week so we can run through a little bit more of the news that goes around the community next week. Um, but for this week, we'll, we'll finish as we always do on This Week in Lotus with a tip from each of our um, panelists. So Darren, um, why don't you kick us off? What's your tip So for this we week? have a lot of people uh that get on skype and 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 don't necessarily have a headset so i want to give my tip and and my apologies here i have no idea what model of headset i have stuck to my head right now and i can't take it off to look (laughs) uh but it's a logitech usb headset i'm going to find the model number and i'm going to post a link to it on amazon.com um it is actually a very 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 good headset we've been doing this for 21 weeks now and I've never had a problem with it. And I'm going to post a link to that on the tips of a Logitech headset that I use. Okay, great. Well, we'll definitely put that on the show notes. And if you can find a link to the Logitech site that has your product, we'll, we'll certainly include that, Darren. Um, and Eric, what's your tip? Yeah, maybe um, I'm using a Plantronic uh, Wi-Fi uh, Bluetooth headset. Well, uh, it's a very good, in my opinion. I also driving a car and uh, people don't know that I'm driving the car. So I will put that link also, uh, add that also to you. Uh, maybe a, a tip for Lotus Live. Um, the first one, what I see a lot of business partners are helping customer, um, but they, they want to be their admin for the customer. Um, it's a very easy one is um, is to go into the admin of uh, Lotus Live, add there an additional uh, user, only an admin user, and um, make an alias uh, for this customer so it points back to you. And then you can be the admin for the for the customer. You don't see their files, you don't see their 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 internal information, but you can help the customer setting up the, his environment. At the end of the day, he can delete you as as the admin. That's fine, but especially for helping in setting up the environment, and the admin user is for free, um, and it can help a lot of business. Uh, the business partner can help a lot of customers uh, go and uh, work on loads live. Sorry, does the customer have to add that un- under their administration, or is that something you can do having sold no, the software? Because, so if, if the customer is in a trial or he has a bought subscription, uh, then he has to add one alias, uh, one extra admin account to it, and that points to you as a as a, as a Lots, Lots Live business partner uh, who can assist because insist him. Excellent. That's that's really useful. And and I think you had a second yeah, one and also well, the you? search. I mean, the search in there in the, in Lots Live is very good. It search inside the documents. It, it's search inside the PDF 
the file and that stuff. So it, it searches everywhere, but it also file. So if you, as a business partner or as a customer, want to uh, share our information, um, please update your profile in your company profile information in there because people will find you. And uh, not only tagging, but also this, you, you can, yeah, people can find you in Lotus Live. And I first search for in Lotus Live, and then I start searching in LinkedIn. That's the way I search these days. Excellent. Only to um, not be scared of it and get out there and try it. You know, it's um, there's uh, cloud is obviously hot topic. Um, There's a lot of opinions um, flying around it out there, but um, I use it, or as you would expect. I mean, I I use it all day, every day, um, in terms of Lotus Live and 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 other cloud applications. But um, Lotus Live and it's it's really changed entirely changed the way that I work. Um, you know, the, 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 the fact that you can centralize all of your activity around certain tasks or projects that you're working on and have a historical view of everything around that project to share with new people or, or refer back to, um, or, you know, rather than having to go through mail files and folders on your PC and uh, previous emails and goodness knows what else, everything uh, consolidated into one place is a really, really powerful thing to to, to have, and um, it's made us a great deal more efficient in in, in our business. And um, and I think you know that um, if you've not tried it that yet, then you should you should really go and give it a try. It costs nothing, at least, to give it a go and um, uh, and sign up to the trials and 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 have a have a play. Great, thank you, Richard. And and I, I would certainly echo that. Collaboration Matters are a design partner for Lotus Live and have used it since the very early days. And and there's a customer reference that uh, video that we did for the Lotus Live team talking about how much of a benefit is made to our business in terms of how we liaise with our customers. So check that out. It's on the LotusLive.com site if you're interested. Um, and my tip for this week um, is an application I use on um, on the web. It's uh, TripIt Pro. Now I I know I previously recommended. Uh, the sort of standard edition of TripIt uh, for on the TripIt.com website. Um, but the Pro Edition has recently been updated and now includes the ability to track uh, flight refunds. So if you're delayed and you're due a refund, it will actually alert you of that and sort of take you through the process. And most importantly for me, it includes now free membership to Hertz Gold, which actually we have already, but many people won't have. That's the sort of VIP program within uh, the Hertz car rental um, sort of system. And also to Regis Gold, which is um, the program where if you have a local Regis office or a Regis office that is near to your customer you can basically drop in there and use their lounge or a meeting room free of charge and so um, that that normally is is quite an expensive uh, thing to subscribe to but um, if you have TripIt Lite, sorry, TripIt Pro, it's just $49 to join that program and, and you get that free benefit. So certainly as, as a um, you know consultant, we use that kind of office facility all the time uh, and that's a great way to get hold of that. So that's my tip for this week. Um, as usual, we'll quickly go one more time around the table and just share how people can get hold of you. If you have a Twitter uh, account or a blog account that people can, can track you down on, that would uh, be quick great. Update. So Darren, it's a Logitech ClearChat Pro USB is the headset. And for long-time listeners, you will now have heard jungle birds um, and dogs and and fans and, and, and no end of things but i swear unless Stuart does a very good job of editing today i swear somebody had a dot matrix printer in the background 
<laughs> and and I'm willing to anyone to prove me wrong, but I swear that's what it was. But anyway, back on task. Uh, all things technical for all Lotus related products. That's blog.darrenduke.net and Twitter, Darren Duke, uh, all one word, D-A-R-R-E-N-D-U-K-E. Lovely. Thank you, Darren. Yeah, the Eric, most easy you way is uh, just go to Twitter and uh, find Eric Foss. It's uh, Eric ending on a K, not a C. That's the only thing it's uh, so find Eric and uh, Real Connections There you can find it. Uh, um, Thank you. And Richard, so you find me find quite you? simply on um, Lotus Live by searching Richard By in your People's link, or um, by going to LinkedIn and searching Richard By, and you'll find me in there. Lovely. Okay, we'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. Um, and I'm Stuart McIntyre from Collaboration Matters, and track me down on um, Twitter. It's probably easiest, Stuart McIntyre, that's with a U. And hopefully you'll find me on there. So um, once again, that's another episode of This Week in Lotus Done. Episode 21 is is out the door. Um, I hope you enjoy uh, listening to it, and thank you so much for downloading and subscribing to the podcast. We'd love to have your feedback via the thisweekinlotus.com site, if you will. So um, until next week, bye for now. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer.